Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, we are continuing in our rapid reaction series between now and March when season 10 of the podcast launches, and I'm super excited to jump into today's article, but first, I have got to tell you about something that's going to be going on at the HPB Expo. So our team is very, very close to announcing an event that we have never thrown anything like this before and the scale of it will be amazing. We were talking about, you know, how do we capitalize on the momentum of the amazing happy hour that we put together in person last year in Atlanta. And we decided to partner up with another company and do something amazing together. So for now, I'm just going to tell you that if you want to sign up for this, you can go to itsfiretime.com slash expo and register yourself and any team members. But I'm just going to leave it there that this thing is going to be incredible and you don't want to miss it. Well, in today's rapid reaction article, we're going to be listening to Grant Falco's president's perspective from December's issue of the Firetime magazine. And This is something that I've listened to once while I was editing it. It's pretty fresh in my mind because I'm recording this in December. And I thought there was such wisdom here. I'm excited to listen to it and then give you my immediate rapid reaction. So with that said, I'm going to jump out of the way, listen to this audio article along with you and give you my thoughts. The President's Perspective, December 2022, by Grant Falco, co-owner of Falco Spokane. Much like the last two years, 2022 has been extremely difficult to navigate due to all the supply and labor issues, but demand has remained strong. Of course, we'll never complain about strong demand, but we also can't ignore that this dynamic hasn't been easy on us or our teams. In fact, it's made all of our jobs exponentially harder than they were before. We've had more back orders to track, more product delays, more installation delays, more price increases, and more call-outs than ever, and the customers just kept coming through the doors. We know that demand is slowing, and we also know that it may continue to slow, especially with want purchases. When demand is high, it's because the people who want our products are buying them, so we sell more. But when demand slows, it's because the people who need our products are buying them, and there are just fewer of those people out there. My short-term concern for my family's business is navigating the spring of 2023, with new construction slowing and barbecue demand dropping more drastically than any other category. We also know that electrification is coming. In Washington State, it's coming a lot faster than I ever imagined it would. We all know about that battle, so I won't go into it here. Instead, I'll just say that it's already impacting our business, and I can only see the momentum for electrification growing in the future. My long-term concern is navigating how electrification impacts our business after 2023. I'm concerned that this demand we're seeing today may never return. I'm concerned that by the time I realize this, it will be too late to make any necessary changes. I grew up playing soccer. A basic strategy of that game is keeping your head up so you can look down the field as far as possible. 
That way, you can see what's right in front of you and what's looming in the distance. But if you keep your head down, you can only see your feet, which prevents you from seeing the rest of the field, leaves you unprepared for what's coming, and limits opportunities that are right in front of you. I think about this often when reflecting on our business. Am I looking far to see what's right in front of me? After asking myself this constantly, I've started diversifying our business to protect us from my short-term and long-term concerns. We found products we can offer that fit within our business model that are in demand now and will be well into the future. Tying well what we do now with what we need to do in the future is really hard. We're all looking at making some major changes. It comes down to when, not if, and we've all got to plan for the worst and hope for the best, not the other way around. Simply put, we can't be blinded by the historic demand and all the difficulty it's created over the last few years. Instead, we need to pull ourselves out of the whirlwind, look far to see what's near, and prepare our businesses for the future. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that audio article by Grant Falco. Man, I thought there was so much good stuff in it. You know, that's the perspective that Grant had as he wrote this at the beginning of December 2022. And I mean, there's so much to address here. Anyone listening to this knows that supply chain has still been difficult to navigate, even if it wasn't as hard as the year prior. But labor, I mean, labor's a big deal. I was talking actually with a retailer yesterday who's in the Pacific Northwest. And they they said, essentially, 10 years ago, I could fire an installer if they didn't perform and I could go find another one and train them. But right now I, I can't, there's no one to hire. And we face a reality that is true that there are just less and less people available that have a skill set for a trade. And it doesn't mean that there's not people But it means that we have to get really, really intentional about the way that we train and and really the attractiveness of our company to potential workers. You know, I saw a meme the other day on Instagram that said people don't mind working, but they hate working for a company that treats them like garbage and steals all the profit for themselves and is a pretty angsty post. And while I do think there's a kernel of truth in that, I think that what it shows is the mentality of much of the workforce, that that for much of the workforce, there is a factor of entitlement and, and there is a factor of what's in it for me. And we can complain about that or we can realize that it's there and we need to inspire people and show them how they're a part of something bigger than themselves and can actually be taken care of as they help this venture succeed. So I think that that is a huge reality. And for many companies, I think that they've taken their eye off the ball when it comes to their culture, when it comes to what they stand for, and when it comes to how they invest in their people. It doesn't mean this is easy to solve. It's incredibly difficult to solve. But I think that for many companies in our industry, they've been busy enough that they have not been investing into the internal parts of their company and their people in the way that they should to make their company attractive. I didn't mean to go that long on that on that part, but it just got me got me thinking really really hard about it. You know, when Grant talked about how demand is slowing and it's going to continue to slow, I, I think he's right when he talks about people who want our products versus need our products. 
in realizing that this is the case, it is more important than ever that we figure out both a sales process and a follow-up process. I mean, truly, in a down economy, people still buy fireplaces, just not as many. And this is the time where we have to go out and start playing offense. I mean, I think it would be worth investing heavily into a follow-up process and thinking about, you know, how can we track all of our customers in a dashboard or in a CRM by what stage of the sales pipeline they're at? And how can we nurture them along by calling them back five, six, seven times even to pursue that opportunity? And you've heard me talk about this before on the podcast that often when I go and teach sales courses, I recommend that you call your best prospects back at least seven times. And very often people are like, what are you talking about, Tim? I can't call someone back seven times. They're going to tell me I'm crazy and to go shove it somewhere. And, and I get that if they've already told you they don't want to buy. But the truth is that people are busy and people have questions and the fireplace project is often not top of mind. So when you call back, you can be gracious. You can answer questions. You can move them along and people will be thankful that you make that investment and they will buy from you. When someone says no, just check them off the list and don't call them back again. But we have to create the demand because the demand is going to be slowing. When Grant talked about electrification, I mean, he's seeing this firsthand in the state of Washington, but this is coming. I mean, no matter where you are, if you're listening to this in the United States, electrification is coming. It is. And we have to figure out how we fit into that, and we have to figure out what we can do to be part of the solution with the people who are legislating it, because if you stand up against it, I mean, seriously, you're, you're going against a tidal wave, and, and we don't have the, the bandwidth or the, the resources or anything to stand up against it, and so our industry has to figure out how are we going to be a part of this solution, and, and that has to start right now. But like Grant said, we need to consider diversifying, we need to consider making our business ready for a shift in the way that people get energy. I think for years and years, we have been lazy in light of the demand that we've had. And and, and in many parts of the United States, especially in light of how accessible natural gas is, we've just simply fallen asleep and allowed people to waltz in and we halfway help them, but they end up buying something because natural gas is accessible and you don't really have to work that hard for the sale. But the time is coming where we have to become salespeople again. We have to engage our customers and actually understand the problems that they have, articulate a solution, and show them the steps to take to make that happen rather than just sit back and skim the cream off the top. So I think that when, when Grant ended by talking about how we shouldn't be blinded by the historic demand, man, those are the words that I would take away from this. And, and you know, for me as a business owner, I'm, I'm sitting there listening to this thinking, how can I not be blinded by the demand that has been here for really the last decade? For some of you listening, that may be your entire career. For those of you who have been in it longer, you remember what it was like back in 2008. And... It's easy to get complacent when things are good, but now is the time to make that change. Now is the time to make the investment in your business because we know the direction that it's going to go. It's not going to stay the way that it's been. And I think that Grant's article here is a prophetic word of caution to our industry, and we would be wise to listen to it. 
Now, if this podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash it's fire time. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash it's fire time. And we are just getting started with this rapid reaction series. I absolutely love these because, man, every single month I listen to the articles in the Fire Time magazine like a consumer, just like you, and the content is so rich. It is my pleasure to get to do these podcast episodes where we listen together and I give you my thoughts. So with that, I hope you have an amazing week. We are going to be back next week with another rapid reaction. In the meantime, go be a blessing to the people that you serve. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by InBloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn it down.